0: DJ Jarvis are here. The two creators, or two of them, anyway, for for fantasy's sake.
1: Excellent. Paula Sands does a great job of introducing us every single Sunday morning. Uh, Doug's somewhere, probably sleeping because he's old and likes to take naps. Obviously, I'm DJ Jarvis. I'm joined uh, by uh, Brian. I don't have a funny pun for you yet, Mr. Brian Craighead. So uh, you can give yourself a nickname if you'd like. I'm also joined by uh, Mr. Nick uh, Brinks. Again, we're going to back up the Brinks truck with him today. And I'm joined by Mr. Chris. I left Alvin Kamara in my starting lineup, steal.
0: I'll own that, DJ. I'll own that if you own that Paul Sands can't get through a sentence without interrupting herself. Like, <laughs> she can't even introduce you guys without interrupting herself.
2: Oh, that's <laughs> very, very true. Very true. Gotta say, that you, intro gets me pumped up. Makes me want to do a touchdown celebration like Jamal Williams yeah, yeah de- definitely
1: definitely Jamal Williams uh, is a is a sneaky guy uh, this week in DFS lineups uh, especially with DeAndre Swift uh, not playing uh, Williams looked awful good uh, in relief last week uh, and and had some some pretty good weeks back uh, when he was in Green Bay as the starter.
0: DJ Chark is out too so there's a big reason why people need to be starting jamal williams and probably hawkinson too because everybody's banged up there
1: i mean we could potentially save this for like rapid fire any segment that we have i think that we're gonna definitely try and figure out what wide receiver core is worse in the nfl this week the bears the giants or the lions
0: all of those are going to just run
3: i don't i don't <laughs> understand they don't
0: need those guys
2: the answer is always the bears it's probably true.
3: <laughs> the answer is always zero. Running backs look like this morning to me.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. All right, boys. So we've got a, a a different. We got a few Tinder subjects today. Swipe left, swipe right. You know the you know the deal. Not really, because none of us know anything about Tinder. But, um, you know, I, we we kind of led this off with with Chris. Uh, leaving Kamara in his lineup it was announced what 45 minutes before the game that Kamara wasn't going to play obviously most souls are sleeping at 7:30 when that was announced um as a commissioner as an owner or do we feel do we feel bad for Kamara owners or is this something we're just making them wear
2: i've had it in the past where if they like within 5 minutes of the game starting if they um, i'm because i i i commission two leagues if they reach out to me quick, I'd be willing to make, make an exception. But, like, if they wake up right now and it's halftime, no, I, I am not, I'm, not, I'm not being nice.
0: It's, as a Kumara owner, it's our own fault. I'll own it because you knew he was kind of shaky last week and this week. So, I mean, it's not a – it is a
3: shock, but it's not a huge shock. Yeah, I'll be honest. I actually checked not to plug another side, but I checked NBC Edge real quick this morning at eight o'clock just to see if um just to see if there's any interesting news and I saw Kamar and got him out. So
2: I woke up at eight twenty five. Hour. Yeah, I woke up at eight twenty five, checked my phone quick and saw that he was out. I was like, Oh crap, I guess Melvin Gordon, you're starting today.
3: Exactly. <laughs> I don't know if I got the best solution, but I got a temporary solution anyway. So
2: I think that I woke up similar with
1: Nick. It was a little or- earlier than that, maybe like seven fifty, and saw the tweet. Um, but I'm also in a billion trillion leagues, so I had to and I have no idea who's on each team. So I had to literally go through and check, and he was on only on one team, and it was the last one I looked at. So I did get him out of that lineup. I think I think I might have put like Brees Hall in the spot. Uh, Unfortunately, it's also a a league where um, it's like a, we call it playing for pinks. So I have a, I have a starter on my team uh, up for grabs this week if I lose. And I had to, had to find somebody for Kamara uh, last minute. Oh, like a
0: guillotine league. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, so like if I lose this week, I have to trade him Kyle Pitts for either Dalton Schultz uh, or he has another tight end. Um, yeah, so it's pretty bad, but uh, I don't remember who I'm taking off of his team. He got to protect Josh Allen. It's a two-quarterback league. Unfortunately, got to uh, protect Josh Allen, so I was kind of limited on uh, what I could steal from him. Um, I'm taking DeAndre Hopkins,
0: and I'm giving him Devin Singletary. So. Did you see Brees Hall's necklace that he bought? It's pretty cool, but, oh, man, that's too much money to drop on a necklace, man. <laughs>
3: I do want to give one last plug for another app, Sleeper. If you're on Sleeper League, you can click on a player, and at the top it says check availability. I'm not in as many leagues as DJ, but I think I'm in 13. And I just I, I wasn't sure what, what uh, roster he was on, so I just plugged, I just clicked on Kamara's name, and at the top it says check availability. It'll show you all the Sleeper Leagues that you got, and then you can go immediately to that. So I, I, I'm a slow learner, but so I just learned that this year. Uh, I think it was available last year, probably, but it's it's a great selection to the use. So you can also you gotta,
1: actually do that on MFL too.
3: You got to jump in one more
0: league, Brian. Thirteen's making me uncomfortable there.
3: That's probably a good idea. Maybe I should just <laughs> drop out of one, maybe <laughs> or two. <laughs> Brian, at least uh,
1: at least that that one league we're in, uh, we don't have to set a lineup, so we don't have to worry about leaving Alvin Kamara in our lineups.
3: I like that league. It's actually a lot of fun. Now, it makes it a little hard. Like, if you don't know all the colleges for, like, the lesser-known players who just all of a sudden – I don't know. Like, uh, there's a few that have, have p- pumped up this year that uh, don't really come to mind. But, uh, Dorch or whatever it is, I mm. wouldn't know what college he went to.
1: Right. Yeah, understood. Understood. All right. So, are we – uh we want to swipe left or swipe right? Do we need – less DJ more in our fantasy lineups.
3: I'm going to swipe. Actually, I'm going to swipe right. I I want, I want less DJ more, but that being said, I found interesting news yesterday that there's a rumor out there that he may get traded to the chiefs. And if that's the case, and that's another topic, I think we're discussing here in a little bit. If I have a little bit more DJ (laughs) more, if he goes to the chiefs, but other than that, no, for playing for the Panthers, I don't want anybody on that line except for possibly CMC, who's I think he's going to play based on what I've read, but uh, he's also kind of iffy right now. So
2: I'd uh, I'd agree At, with right now. He's he's got one touchdown on the year, and that was that was a week he put up eleven points or twelve points. If that's a ceiling with a touchdown, that's not good. And other games he's gotten like one catch. So yeah, as of right now, I am. He is nowhere
0: near a starting lineup for me. I think I'm right in line with both of you guys. I just don't trust him. I didn't trust him when he was going well and putting up good numbers. It just felt like it was more of there wasn't a good target share for anybody else in that lineup other than CMC. And now that he's back, maybe that's what we're seeing is a little bit of a regression there because there is another option out there other than DJ Moore.
1: Yeah, it was, like Chris said, it was weird because even when he was going right, he was consistent but not
3: spectacular. Yeah, not to be punny, but less is definitely more here. So <laughs> I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, and, and I'll swipe things, uh, switch things uh, around a little bit since uh, Brian alluded to it. Kansas City's kind of a, a fantasy wasteland. You're You're obviously – putting mahomes and kelsey in lineups but outside of that, it's just kind of a nightmare
3: yeah unless you're looking for a flex play i mean you know it's my understanding the uh even the backfield is getting a little murky cch had a couple of pretty decent games for him early in the season but now it's becoming even more murky and you really cannot depend on any of any specific wide receivers so it's definitely just mahomes and kelsey which is such so, so weird with without Tyreek last year, you could actually, you know, on DFS in particular, you, you could kind of count on him if you, if you could afford him. But this year, this just, I don't know, it's just nothing there.
2: I think within a month or so, we might have a better idea if you know, if one of these receivers can kind of stand out above the pack. But yeah, for now, I'm not starting any of those receivers. I'd probably still be starting Clyde just because he's done well. But uh, outside of that, it's kind of a a wait and see for me to see where things
0: progress. DJ, why is Sky Moore not exist? We're just talking about Moore, but Sky Moore, I don't think that's a person. I don't think he's a real person.
1: We have definitely been let down by anybody with the last name of Moore this year in fantasy football. Sky Moore, Rondell Moore, DJ Moore. I think there's one more out there. (laughs) <laughs> funny uh-huh. uh no but we've kind of been let down on all of them i have no idea i think he played in like four percent of offensive snaps last week two percent the week before it's
2: he's just not in 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 the rotation and i'm not quite sure why as a wide receiver wearing number 24 is just destined to not happen
1: <laughs> that's that's fair that's fair what I, do you
0: think about jarek mckinnon dj because he was going pretty good the last the first two weeks last week, a little bit, he didn't really matter in the passing game. How is he fit into this whole thing?
1: Last week was just a complete dumpster fire offensively. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't read too much into to what happened last week, but um, I think you're going to see Ronald Jones active uh, this week. There might be four active running backs for the chiefs. Um, they've got to figure something out in the backfield. Um and 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 like you said, you'd think Jarek McKinnon would play, especially him knowing the offense uh, and not having really any wide receivers outside of Miko Hardman who uh, know this offense. But I don't know. It's just been an absolute dumpster fire. CEH was awesome week one when they put up a lot of points. And then you haven't really known anything week two or week three when the offense has struggled.
2: I also chalk a little bit of that up to the Colts defense last week. The Colts have to be like the most confusing team. Early this season. Two just completely garbage weeks and then last week, oh, we beat the Chiefs. So I, I still think that team has potential and their defense is pretty good. I'd uh I don't think that um KC will be in the dumpster forever.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was a very frustrating game, but that's neither here nor there.
3: I didn't see the official stats, but it seemed like the Colts had the ball the entire game as well they their Slow dink and dunk offense. So I'd have to, I'd be interested to see what the time of possession looked like last week. But it just felt like it was Colts basically holding onto the ball and holding onto the lead most of the game.
1: So. Uh, part of that was uh, the guys in black and white. But that's again neither here nor there.
0: Uh, typical Chiefs fan. Anytime they lose, it's got to be the officials. <laughs> listen, we we're playing listen, the officials, and we were playing the
1: l- listen. Court. When you call an, when you call an unsportsmanlike conduct for somebody saying mean words and then won't say what those mean words were
2: especially in a, yeah in a game game deciding a, scenario like that. It's just ridiculous
1: yeah i'm okay, i'm okay, i'll I'll lose i'll float a little further back than the vitriol i was throwing at them on tuesday to you chris but to not say the wor- what he said is kind of ridiculous to not come okay. out and say this is where we drew the line cuz it has to be the same line every game
0: every player
3: I
1: anyway, think
0: there's, it's, a t- it's a tough situation to be in for officials because there are things that they probably can't say that they heard on the field, but in certain situations it is over the line, but they don't want to be held to a certain standard of what is over the line. So they can't set that expectation. So I don't, I don't, I agree with what you're saying, but to say it, didn't really happen just because of that doesn't oh, seem I'm not saying it didn't
1: happen I just want to know what he said and it shouldn't have happened is what I'm saying I don't think in okay. that situation you throw a flag without saying what's happening anyway this isn't fantasy <laughs> coverage we'll just go we'll just go on to we the next saw one.
0: official throw a flag last year for a booty bump as he like stuck his butt out to hit a player and he ran into the official so these things happen.
1: Yeah, and they shouldn't. And Brian Brian's team was the beneficiary of that. way. your team suffered?
0: I, I mean, yeah, well, my, a lot of my team fun. deserves to suffer.
1: <laughs> so, it, are we buying in on Brees Hall? I mean, he's had a couple couple of good weeks in a row. Is this the time where we're expecting him to start gaining some steam? Swipe left, swipe right on Brees Hall. I guess is the the question here.
3: I'm swiping right if he's available. But, I mean, in a dynasty league, is he really available would be my question. I mean, he's, he's scored double-digit points in uh, back-to-back weeks, I know. And I would like to think as the number number one um, rookie running back, he might not be that available to begin with, I, I would hope. But, yeah, I mean, you know, he's playing for the Jets. How much how – much, what's his ceiling? But at the same time, if he's available, sure, you're buying him.
2: Yeah, I, I'm buying. I'm swiping right on that. I know on ESPN here he's rostered in 93 percent of leagues, so it's probably a trade situation more than anything. Not not necessarily wanting to give up a ton for him, but you know if you find find someone on your bench that and, and that opponent needs, like maybe they're maybe they're a little more stacked at running back, they're weak on receiver, and you can get rid of your fourth receiver or something like that. It, I like the play.
0: Yeah, it's it's tough because I think you're kind of going back to like Jonathan Taylor's rookie year where there were shared snaps there, but you saw the flash and you saw the ability long-term. I think he has really huge ramifications on your team right now. He's, I think we're seeing a little bit of a ceiling for him until he's going to be that main guy. And they come out and they say, he's our guy. You're going to see kind of this timeshare split thing. That's going to just kind of, make his value something you can't really rely on so he's going to be a player you want to have in your lineup when you see the number but then there's going to be the weeks where you put him in your lineup and you get a two so it's it's hard to kind of figure that part of it out for this season until the jets come right out and they say we are going to make him our guy now, do you do a trade like you guys are talking about right now in anticipation that the Jets could be leading up to saying he's our guy, forget the other guy that we drafted just a year ago before we drafted Brees Hall?
1: That's a good – I mean, that that's, I think, a very intriguing question. And I think, you know, Brian kind of mentioned this dynasty-wise. Is Are you willing to give – a high-end 2023 first for Brees Hall.
0: I know, DJ, you've talked to me plenty of times about 2023 being the draft. Get into that draft. So I I don't know. I feel like if next year's draft is huge, then you want to hold on to those picks as much as possible, but you're going to have to give up something real for him. Like Brian said, he's the top fantasy rookie this year people drafted him number one in their drafts of fantasy rookies so he's gonna come at a high price i think yeah I, i i definitely agree i don't know that
1: i like him better than the top three uh running backs um in next year's class so i think i'm i'm willing to hold onto that high end 2023 first but um if you if you could buy him i don't think you can but if you can buy him for a mid to late um i'm I'm willing to give that though Mm -hmm. i just don't think it i don't think as a if i was a Brees hall uh manager i don't think that i would give him for a mid to late first so
0: yeah
1: all right boys we're gonna go to our first commercial break uh on the back side we'll uh We'll play a little Would You Rather. Uh, we'll toss some of these fantasy tenders that we didn't get to. Um, I guess I guess DJ's brain shut off on Would You Rather this week. So, uh, like I said, commercial breaks. We'll come back. We'll uh, play a little bit more and uh, talk a little bit more fantasy.
4: This episode is brought to you by Clint's Draft House Pizza and Grill in Moline and Davenport. Chase away your Sunday scaries at Clint's Draft House Pizza and Grill this season. Located in the Belgium neighborhood of 7th Street in Moline, Clint's Draft House Pizza and Grill is home to some of the Quad City's best food and drink specials. On Sunday, there's no better place to be. Clint's is serving up 75-cent wings and $4 Bloody Marys all day. And is your favorite team playing in those out-of-market games? Well, you'll never miss a second of the action on one of their 10 screens with NFL Sunday ticket. And after you've had your wing and bloody fix, finish off your football-watching experience with one of their famous Quad City-style pop pizzas. And folks, they know pizza. They've been spinning QC-style pies for the last 22 years. So make Clint's part of your Sunday football routine. Clint's Draft House Pizza and Grill, 7th Street in Moline. And also, Clint is now serving up their famous pizza and fried chicken on the Iowa side of the river as well. Clint's Pizza House and Chicken opens up daily at 4 p.m. so everyone in the Quad Cities can enjoy their QC-style pizza and Henny Penny Fried Chicken. That's Clint Pizza House and Chicken, Seventh Street Moline and sixteen oh one West Third Street in Davenport. This ep- This episode is brought to you by the Corner Tap. Who doesn't need a solid handcuff on their fantasy squad? Grab a bite to eat at Clint's Draft House while watching the noon games, and then head on over across the Moline Rock Island border to the Corner Tap for some libations during the three o'clock games. Every Sunday is Fun Day at the Corner Tap with three dollar tall boys bloody mary's jack daniels and two dollar pbr drafts head into the corner tap 4018 14th avenue rock island and get into the end zone this episode is brought to you by the for fantasy sake has teamed up with route 96 boutique to raise a little more cash for toys for tots this season from september 11th until the end of november 10% off of all purchases made with Route 96 on Sundays will be donated to us for our Toys for Tots drive. At Route 96, they believe in girl power. They want a place that people of all shapes and sizes can shop and feel empowered and beautiful. They want you to be the best you possible, and they are committed to bringing you different styles while also providing some basics to express the true you. You can find them on Facebook and at Route 96Boutique.com. Again, that's Route 96Boutique.com.
1: Thank you for that, Joe. Uh, I also want to give a shout out uh, in regards to our Toys for Tots leagues. Um, as many of you know who have been listening uh, to the show the whole year, uh, we do have, uh, it's basically, a mock-up of the Scott fishbowl, which raises thousands of dollars uh, for, for kids uh, for toys for tots each year. We wanted to do something local for that. Uh, We have six, six divisions with 12 teams. uh, So 72 teams uh, playing this year to, to crown a grand champion um, to raise funds for toys for tots in the, the quad cities here, uh, which we'll do the shopping for at the beginning of December. Um, Our top scoring individual um, from this past week was uh, Drake Landsman of my division. Um, he scored 165 point point seven two points uh, to to lead the way for everybody. And then our top scoring celebrity was Nathan Sheets of the Quad City Steamwheelers. Um, he put up 149.18 points this week. Um, I know we're we're down to three undefeated teams uh, in the in the divisions, uh, so. Uh, that's going to be exciting race to see who the last undefeated team is. All righty, boys. We got a couple "would you rather" questions here. Uh, rest of season. Would you rather Lamar Jackson or Jalen Hurts?
3: I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, Jalen Hurts, although here the weather today is mighty frightful. But uh, I I just think he's got better offensive weapons around him. So I'll go with Jalen Hurts.
2: I think I agree with that because of the receivers he has. The the one thing that would maybe put me on Lamar's side, playing for that contract, and he has done it for an entire season before. This is the first time we're really getting a good look at Jalen Hurts. Can he keep it going? But for now, I think I would maybe lean Hurts myself.
0: I think – Wide receivers-wise, you guys are both right. Mark Andrews, though, is a phenomenal player, and I I think we forget about that sometimes, that he's really a game-changer, and we've seen him really come to life, especially this year. He was good in previous years, but he seems like he's playing on a different level right now. If he and Lamar kind of continue what they've already started, you're looking at a Mahomes-Kelsey type of situation, and I really love what they're doing right now. Like you said, Nick, playing for a contract, this is Lamar's kind of FU year where they tried to work things out early in the year, not even close to the same number. It It's Lamar playing with an edge, and I think anytime you give an athlete a reason to think they're disrespected, they're going to take it to a different level, and, and I think we might be seeing that right now.
1: That, 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 I think that's a really good take, Chris, because you know as you're talking, I'm I'm also thinking here another guy who played for a contract this year uh, in a different sport and just goes out and puts up 61 bombs, uh, Aaron Shudge. no no contract going into this year and he's just literally out there just having like the greatest offensive season in two de- two decades. like it's crazy.
0: You can't say his name, DJ. They're gonna cut into our show to like show his at bats. (laughs) Come on, dude! You can't do that to us.
1: If I was smart, I would have edited that in somewhere. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That'd have been phenomenal. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I will go with Lamar here. I saw a stat from, uh, I believe it's Dave Klug is how to pronounce his name on Twitter. Uh, If you take away all of Lamar Jackson's rushing numbers, he'd be QB five in standard fantasy scoring. If you take away all of Lamar Jackson's passing numbers, he'd be RB11 in standard fantasy scoring. So it's kind of hard to argue with a guy who's literally like maybe, you know, he's a QB1 and an RB1. Um, I know Hertz has got rushing upside too, and he does show that uh, quite often. But Lamar's just not human. Like it's just crazy what he's able to do on the football field. Which is what I think. I think me, me included, we were hoping out of Trey Lance this year. So, yeah. Don't read well, this as DJ thinks Trey Lance is Lamar Jackson because so I don't. But,
0: well, I early in the year was like Justin Fields might outplay Trey Lance this year and he'll outscore him just because <laughs> of the injury. But I, I'm not seeing what I think I need to see at this point when you have a prop bet of if you can throw for basically 150 yards in a game, that's trouble right there.
1: So, so would you rather Justin Fields or Trey Lance on one foot?
3: I I would rather in a dynasty league go with Trey Lance. (laughs) Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I haven't, the jury's still out on fields. So I just wish they'd give him 25 to 30 passing opportunities per game, but he's doing well to get to 20. So mm-hmm. we are just talking about 150 yards, but you know, if, if a guy that doesn't get more than 20 passing attempts, how's he supposed to really reach the ceiling? So. Yeah.
1: I know, I know Nick, you're kind of, you're not far a couple hours from, from our area. Um, uh, Brian, you're, you're down in Tennessee. Um, Chris will, Chris will recognize this. A lot of people in this area spend their Sunday, Saturdays watching Spencer Petrus at quarterback and then their Sundays watching Justin
0: Fields at quarterback. <sighs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my kids are never going to know what a touchdown is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it
1: could be worse. You could have a three year old walking around saying, Go Broncos, knowing that dad cooks better than Russ. So. <laughs>
0: Well, the problem with the Bears, I think, is that offensive line can't protect him enough to have him have 30 dropbacks. Because if he has a three-step drop, he might get the ball out. If he has a four-step drop or a five-step drop, he's done. So it's, it's a lot of Chicago's just holes being showed that they didn't fill on the offense this year. And that might have to do with getting bad money off the books and taking a look at free agency this year and seeing there's opportunities in the future for that team there. But you didn't try to fill a major gap for this team. You're auditioning a bunch of guys for maybe the future. And in doing so, are you forcing Justin Fields to be a player that he doesn't want to be? Because if you look at the way he tries to ad-lib, He's very uncomfortable breaking the pocket. He's very uncomfortable calling his own number. He's very uncomfortable trying to take over a game. He wants to be a facilitator, but there's nobody to facilitate to. So maybe this year, the point we're looking for from him is just evolve and be comfortable in the uncomfortable situation where he's not.
3: Yeah, absolutely. My my most excited part of today is the almost thirty year old Beelish Jones playing.
1: <laughs> yeah, that'll that. You know, I actually was referencing yesterday when I was talking to my dad. My dad's an Alabama fan. My wife's an Arkansas fan. And Felix Jones was the name I could not come up for with the Wild Hogs. I had Darren McFadden and I had Peyton Hillis, but I could not think Felix Jones. And I would never have thought Felix Jones until you just brought it up today, Brian. Oh,
3: I'm excited, man!
1: <laughs> All right, so we're we're gonna we're gonna hit commercial. We get back, we're gonna talk a little DFS, um, fat in your wallets. Well, you know DFS. Joe, will come on. We'll talk about we'll talk about some uh, some lines, and then uh, we'll talk about uh, some prop bets. Get you some get you some money. Uh, you know, hopefully, back up the Brinks truck for you. I'll make that joke again. I'm I'm too shameful not to go to the well twice in the same same show. So, and we do have a, a special announcement from our buddies uh, over at Card Subject to Change. It's a professional wrestling podcast on the. For frequency sake, uh, network. Uh, they do have an interview tonight with the. Uh, I guess he kind of stole the SCW Pro Wrestling Bell that Scott County Wrestling. Uh, his name is Matt. His his wrestling name is Crotch. So Matt Crotch Mayday uh, is on tonight. So that'll hit the that'll hit the the sound waves tomorrow. Uh, but joining them Tuesday in studio is rising star in the wrestling world former Iowa Hawkeye, the Corn Belt Cowboy, the one called Manders. So they will have a bonus episode that's going to drop this Wednesday with Mr. Manders uh, to, uh, to promote promote him and the SCW on the For Frequency Sake podcast network. So we're looking forward to that this week.
4: In addition to bringing fire on the mic, the team at Four Frequency Sake is still bringing it online as well. Check out ForFantasySakeQC.com this season for College DFS, Survivor League, and betting advice each and every week of this football season. Again, that is ForFantasySakeQC.com for College DFS, Survivor League, and betting advice each week during the football season.
1: And I do want to mention uh, before we get into the DFS uh, on top of, of Chris and and Nick doing a wonderful job on car subject to change. We have a lot of other podcasts on the four frequency sake network um, of guys who are doing a fantastic job. I was going to say fantabulous. I don't know where I got that word from. Uh, John and Dennis do a great job with the data lab. Uh, We've got uh, Nick and Michael on the, uh, it's called Monday night hammer on Thursday. They come on live uh, every Thursday afternoon. And then that gets uploaded uh, on Fridays. They do a great job with that. Um, so we're, we're, we're excited for those. Additionally, like Joe just mentioned, of course, Joe, we have Joe with educated ignorance podcast uh, three times a week. Plus he comes on our show and then our stuff online. Uh, we've got Tim with the best bets. We've got Aaron giving you, keeping you uh kicking in your, your, uh, survivor league. And then Bobby, uh, who gives DFS college DFS advice, uh, every week. So we, we definitely, uh, enjoy that guy, those guys stuff. Um, and and you guys should definitely check that out. All right, Brian, let's fatten some wallets this year, this week. I have some, some, some thoughts here today too, uh, we took a drive to the pumpkin patch yesterday. My dad was driving, so I got a chance to kind of look over DraftKings stuff.
3: Um, but so,
1: where are we starting our lineups this week? Where who are we stacking?
3: Well, um, actually, I had a I had a stack that I loved, and then I heard about torrential downpours in the Philadelphia game, so I was starting with Hertz and Devontae Smith. But I think at this point in time, I'll, some, one of us said that it would probably just shit to the running back. So, why not go with Hertz and Miles Sanders instead? Maybe for some short jump-offs. And Sanders has actually done really well to start the season in the running game. So, maybe there would just be more opportunities there. So, I'll still go with Hertz. He'll, he'll still get his rushing yards. And I'll pitch in Miles Sanders. And just keep an eye on the weather. For t- If it's really going to be one that's going to kind of affect the whole game, it's kind of hard to start. Hard to put Devontae Smith in there. But I like the Eagles stack
1: what's really funny brian is i had one open lineup i i got you know i've got my my seats in the at the table this week and before you jumped on we were talking about stacks and hurts and brown or hurts uh, Hertz, Hertz and smith were one of them i had and i said i'm gonna wait till till brian steps on for my other lineup so i can see what he's doing and then you just said the same thing i did so it actually makes me feel pretty smart today
3: <laughs> you're always smart dj i um- Another thing, while I'm thinking about it, we were talking about podcasts. I'm I'm gonna throw a, throw it out there to anybody that's in earshot, that you know, my my co-host left me on DFS Deep Dive. So anybody that's uh, anybody that's out there listening, if you can do a little stream yard work, come on and ha- have a good time with me. I'm we we had a great pod last year, and I guess the guys got a little fr- got a little tired this year. They decided to. One of them's a Patriots fan, so it kind of explains. <laughs> why he wouldn't be interested in football this year, I think. But...
1: Yeah, absolutely. We'd love to anybody who's interested. Uh, you can obviously shoot us a message on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, you can shoot Brian a message. He's at vandygrad 92 on Twitter. Um, we're at FFSQC uh, on Twitter for, fa- for frequency sake on Facebook, shoot us a message. We can talk. Uh, we'd love to have you.
2: I, uh, when I do f- daily fantasy I typically stay away from the most expensive guys, but the Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs connection to me seems juicy today. Both Balt- or the the bills coming off that loss last weekend I feel like they're gonna want to raise hell this week and that Ravens defense has been suspect at times, especially week two against Miami. I think you give Josh Allen and Diggs some open open running room today they could feast.
3: Yeah, that's a great stack. It was actually my initial stack. Uh, I just could not fit it price-wise. you got to do a lot of maneuvering and meandering to, to get there. But that being said, it, it would be my number one stack as long as you can fit it price-wise. And if not, maybe, uh, I think Gabe Davis is going to play based on early reports this morning. So you can always swing back to Gabe Davis. And uh, you got a couple of more free squares at the running back position than usual with Jamal Williams and also Khalil Herbert. So... You can always mix those in, too.
0: I was looking at quarterbacks this week, Brian, and I don't know how you don't pay up for a quarterback this week because I usually try to save some money there, but all the matchups just make me
3: really scared, and I don't like any of them. You're, you're right on, Chris. I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. I was shocked. Usually I can find the quarterback between, say, 6,500 and going down to, like, the 5,500 range. But I really don't like the matchups um, in that range this week, like you said. My my le- one of my least expensive, and it's not inexpensive, is hurt is Herbert. Um, he's at, he's at like seventy three hundred, which you know he he looked hurt last week. But I just do not like the cheap, the less expensive quarterbacks either this week at all.
1: So one what- position, as you know, I'm a, a tight end enthusiast. Um, I did read a, a statistic that said that. Um, Of the three winners of the Millie Makers this year or the the three weeks of Millie Maker tournaments, um, Mark Andrews or Travis Kelsey has been the tight end in all of them. Obviously, no offense to anybody in this this show. Those guys are all smarter than us. Um, Are we are we throwing in on that? Are we jamming Andrews into every lineup or is there something else you're looking at this week?
3: I mean, if you can fit Andrews, but let's think about what we just talked about. So in terms of stacks, we we like we like digs, we like Allen. In terms of quarterbacks, we didn't like the less expensive quarterbacks. So we're—I mean, I'd love to have sixty thousand dollars to play with, but I can't. So unfortunately, you got to save somewhere, and I'm I'm okay saving tight end with Tyler Conklin this week.
2: And I like Hawkinson. I think he'll be—he'll be the go-to guy for Detroit. So here's a—I'm with Nick.
0: Yeah, just because of, you know, Swift being out. And Jared Goff doesn't have much of an arm. So he likes those checkdowns more than anybody else. So I think Williams is a great runner, but he's not the pass catcher that Swift is. So I think this is a Hawkinson week for sure. I,
1: I was – the Vikings just ran a fake punt. That's fantastic. Um, I, I'm on the same kind of wavelength as Chris and thinking somebody – uh on a team that doesn't have a whole lot of a lot of pass catching talent and I like Daniel Bellinger uh, of the Giants I think that there's potential that that guy's their number one pass catcher this week against the Bears who have struggled in pass coverage against tight ends Um, and and so Bellinger I did find a way I will will I, I was a little risky at some positions, but I did find a way to get Andrews into lineups. Um, one of them was stacking Lamar in, and Andrews in the same lineup. Um, but there were a couple lineups and this is how I saved a little money by putting Bellinger in a flex position.
2: I also like Amari Cooper a little bit this week for Cleveland. Atlanta's defense has been susceptible to receivers in fantasy this year. And Cooper and Brissette have been playing pretty well together, especially that, Thursday night game they had last week. I like that combination. Um, I I don't know if I'd necessarily stack Brissett with him, but I wouldn't rule it out. He's kind of, he's affordable this week. And uh, Atlanta's been much better against the run than the pass. So if they do end up having to go that way, I'm borderline considering that one. Cooper's
1: actually a guy I like. Uh, We'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, After we get Joe on the show to talk lines, but uh, Joe on the show, his nickname is mm-hmm. Joe. The show. That makes that kind of funny. Um, but I, Cooper's a guy I like prop bet wise. So
0: I, yeah, I think Amari Cooper is a good one, but uh, Christian Kirk has really impressed me through the start of this season. So far, we've talked about the weather conditions being a concern there. I, I think that might slow him down this week. I just can't talk myself into putting Christian Kirk into my lineup every single week. It just, it it doesn't, it doesn't fit with my head yet. I think he's outscored. I, I start Terry McLaurin over him. It, I just keep feeling safe with Terry McLaurin in there because I know he's talented. I know he has potential to break a game open. Christian Kirk feels like he's eating because he needs to and they they're feeding him the ball and i wonder what's going to happen when he has less opportunities that may not happen but I, I i that's where my head's at i just i can't figure that guy out
1: what's fantastic is uh christian kirk is exactly what we all hoped dj chark would be in jacksonville so <laughs>
0: exactly well and it's hard to find any real value of just scanning through receivers here too Um, Drake London is another one that I always think um, is a little bit down in comparison to a lot of the others that are already out there. But Garrett uh, Wilson with the Jets, he still has a really nice price tag. And even though he missed part of the game last week, he put up decent numbers for where you'd be buying him at.
1: I think this one kind of depends. This is running back, but I think this kind of depends on where you view that Detroit split split. Uh, you can save a little bit of money with Craig Reynolds. Um, if you feel like that's going to be more of a 50-50 split, or he's going to get some of the passing uh, game work. Um, he had some some nice games last year uh, with Swift out, so uh, that's an interesting way to, to kind of drop some money um, in your lineup.
0: And, DJ, you watch more Denver Broncos games than the rest of us because of your household and the things that come along with that. But – why is Russell Wilson not Russell Wilson? Is it age or what's happening?
1: His coach is a dunce. Man, that's I knew before. I was going to get Joe's, Joe's attention on that one. Yeah, no, his, their play calling is just horrendous. Uh, it's not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think he went from being coached by a genius in Pete Carroll to – Nathaniel Hackett's more in over his head than Matt Eberflus. So. <laughs>
0: Matt Eberflus. I think it gets back to uh, something we were talking about earlier um, with Justin Fields and the fact that you look at Trey Lance and you see somebody who has a fantastic coach. Probably one of the very best coaches in the league. And then you look over at the Bears' sideline and their head coach is a defensive guy. He came from a defensive background. That's what he is. So now you're depending on their OC to be the guy who's going to lead him. And he's the offensive coordinator from Green Bay. How much of an impact do you think an offensive coordinator or a quarterback's coach, when he was in Green Bay, is going to have on Aaron Rodgers? Do you think that guy changed anything that Aaron Rodgers thought about anything? Do you think anybody changes what Aaron Rodgers thinks about anything?
1: Uh, that that lady he was dating that had him eating plants probably did a few things, but uh,
0: well, she probably got him indoctrinated into bad haircuts, which he seems to have kept even after their relationship ended. So, just the guy with the bald spot.
1: All right, let's go. To- <laughs> Chris hates
0: me now. Let's go to. I remember <laughs> things. Don't worry.
1: <laughs> let's go to commercial on the backside. Uh, backside. Uh, we're gonna have. We're gonna have Joe. Uh, we're going to talk a little uh, betting lines, so let's uh, let's get to commercial. We'll uh, be right back.
4: Today's episode is brought to you by Kavanaugh's Hilltop Bar in Rock Island. It's the place to be every Sunday this football season. Barbecue Chris will be in the house every week smoking the place up with his amazing menu or mouth-watering barbecues. Cavies will have every game on inside and outside their numerous TV screens. Plus, you can play their adult video games, and they have the loosest slots around. Check out Cavanaugh's Hilltop Bar, 1228 30th Street in Rock Island.
0: View from the West, the podcast covering Illinois high school football. Weekly analysis and reaction from around the western side of the state of Illinois. This is the
2: game we had circled when the year started. Follow along on YouTube and Twitter and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.
4: It's big time football out there tonight. And I know we can play big time football. You from the West. We got you covered.
1: Every time I hear that promo, I'm convinced that Chris is the person saying yep in that promo. Like it just... You're muted, but uh, great try. But yeah, no, I'm definitely always convinced that it's
0: Chris. Oh, I thought you were going to play the soundbite over it. That's why I muted myself. That would have been funny.
1: I wasn't prepared with the Aaron Judge cut in. I wasn't prepared with you saying, "yep." Get your Um,
0: producer hat on, DJ. Make this stuff happen. Sorry. Sorry, Chris.
1: All right. Well, I missed the first ever five box in 4 Fantasy Sake history, but I am here for the second ever and it's objectively more attractive with me here than Doug. Um, there is more hair involved. Uh, I think mostly me and Nick bring the hair to the show, um, but uh, I guess I guess me and Joe's chin cover cover quite of that that hair conversation. But uh, how are you doing today, Joe? Lovely. <clears throat> I'm
4: doing well. well you sound like uh, you. I, listen. We're all right. We're 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 knocking the cobwebs off. It was up a little Family late. Family show, I was-
0: DJ. I heard.
4: Listen, man. Sorry. Hey, I just want to ask real quick. I just want to. I came in and heard what you guys were talking about. I wanted you talking about the coaching things and whatnot. So, no one on here is a Matt Eberflus guy. Well, Paul Heyman guy. That's fair. I I just I was just wondering. I was I was questioning. I just wanted to say if I could get my two cents in. I I don't think it's a coaching thing, uh, in Chicago. If you just watched the Justin Fields tape last week, it was really bad. I remember the last thing I said on last week's show was uh, a lot of Justin Fields stock might be sold by the end of the day. And it was. Hopefully, today we can start buying some back at a really low price. But I don't know. That was rough. It's early. We'll see. But last week was left a lot to be desired. But how is everyone else doing? How's how's everyone else doing?
1: We're fantastic, uh, Joe. We are fantastic.
4: Good. I'm glad. So, <laughs> as uh, as always, uh, we, we we like to come here with, with our best bets and whatnot. And last week was a great week for us. We went 5-1 on the Sinister Six. Uh, this weekend was a rough start. Friday, we all got duped by UCLA thinking uh, they were terrible, and we all took Washington, and Washington lost by 3.4 billion points. But, we bounce back with Oklahoma State and America's team, the Kansas Jayhawks winning out both teams winning outright when we were catching points and today I feel pretty good. We got two games for today and then we got the Monday nighter. So we're going to start with today and actually the first game that I heard you guys talking about when I popped in you were talking about prop bets. You were talking about Jacoby Brissett and Amari Cooper. And we're talking about the Browns laying one and a half in Atlanta now. I know you're probably thinking, Joe, why on earth would I spend my hard-earned dollars on Jacoby Brissett? Because principle matters. Here's why. At the end of the day, this is a roster situation. Are the Falcons fun? Yes. Are they, are they more entertaining and more feisty than we thought they would be a month ago? Absolutely. How long, how long is the wick on that candle, though? We're not sure. Have they played the best of teams yet? Eh, Not really. Not really. They could very well be two and one. Probably should be. The Saints got pretty lucky in week one. But they're (laughs) playing, I think, one of the best rosters in the league. If it wasn't, I think this team, the Browns, is set up to get hot late and be a a team that could steal, steal a championship if everything goes right. But they gotta obviously get to the point when their quarterback comes back, Deshaun Watson, around 500, so he can come back and hopefully they can have a good record. I think though, with the way the roster is, Jacoby Brissett has played well. You always feel like maybe he's gonna be the reason they lose a game eventually. We're banking on that on today not being that day. You pretty you just need him to win by more than one. Browns minus one and a half on the road I think is the play plus. Falcons run defense is not really good, and they the Browns have one of the, if not the best rushing attacks in the league. Chubb and Hunter are going to have a field day. I actually really like that bet, Joe. I people think it's a square bet, like you hear all the pros and whatever talk about it, and it's like, why? This is if this was Browns minus three, you wouldn't touch it, but one and a half, I feel like that's really, really juicy. You basically, just need them to win exactly, exactly win by one. But. I, I think too many people that consider themselves pros or whatever when the lines are this close it like they're, they're like why are they 1 point it's like at the end of the day you're picking on who you think's going to win and if you have a really good feeling that that team's going to win why like if the browns won by one that's just pretty much a, a pretty bad break but I think we can we can feel pretty good about this wait you're not a pro what am I paying you for I'm not a I'm not a pro. Let's just I'm a Joe. Ha huh? hi yeah. everybody. <laughs> I'm, I'm, al- I'm also not paying you. So you know. Truth. Exactly. Not yet. All right. This one is gonna be a great game today. And this is a, a prime example of the market being a little too high on one team and still probably not caught up on another. The Jags going to Philadelphia to take on Philadelphia, uh, to take on the Eagles. Now I think I heard Chris say there's a chance that weather could be a factor in that game. So that is an interesting issue, but the Jags are a real team folks that are watching and listening. Doug Peterson is a fantastic head coach. They got that offense figured out. That front seven on defense is legit. The two first round picks they got, the Trayvon Walker pick absolutely looks like the right choice, and that's nothing against Aiden Hutchinson, but Walker is just like the he matches up to all the measurables that they had when they originally figured him or figured him to be the first pick. Now, and then Devin Lloyd, the the kid from Utah at linebacker, he's really legit as well. Trevor Lawrence, after a rough Week One, has bounced back. Uh, the line here is six and a half points. Jacksonville is catching. I think it started at seven and a half. Some money poured in on Jacksonville. Listen, I think Philadelphia is really good, but. I think this is too many points for a team that I think is legit that on the even though on the road the, the Eagles have also struggled in second halves and I think pr- there's a real chance that this is the best team the Eagles have faced so far this year. The Jags are legit. I think the Jags plus six and a half is absolutely the right play. And then we move to Monday night. Now, I know principal is the thing I like to talk about, and that is the main reason we are, we are on this side. There are a lot of traits to follow when you f- considering who you're betting, why you're betting, et cetera, uh, and what side in an NFL game. And on Monday night, the line is Rams plus one and a half going to San Francisco. The side I am on is the 49ers, and here is why. It is a desperate team at home that played bad a week ago, if the Niners fall to one and three, now, is their season cooked? Not exactly, because the NFC is so mediocre that eight wins very well might. Is eight wins going to be the seventh seed? Could be. Could very well be. So here's the thing. it uh, NFC title game, notwithstanding, the second half... Uh, excuse me, Kyle Shanahan has dominated this matchup against Sean McVay. Niners at home again with the line at one and a half. It's another one of those situations. Just who do you feel is going to win? I feel the Niners desperate to desperate to get a win. You win this game, you're going to be feeling really good because then you're tied atop the division, a division that you know six months ago we thought was great. Now, eh, not really. The Niners, I think, are the right side. The one thing that does worry me is Trent Williams is going to be out. Now, this would have worried this would have bothered me against the Rams last year other than now because you know they had better edge rushers with Von Miller and Leonard Floyd. Without Von, I think, you know, it's going to be a little bit easier to handle. But without Trent, when Trent Williams went out on Sunday, that's when the game kind of got flipped because they couldn't block Gregory and Chubb finally. I feel like Shanahan's going to have some stuff schemed. At the end of the day, people love to hate Jimmy Garoppolo, but let's be real. He didn't take number one snaps in practice. He didn't really take any snaps in practice since the NFC title game week last year until last Monday or Wednesday, whenever they would have started practicing. Um, we, Him being rusty is obviously, you know, that correlates... So, I think this is the right side. I think they'll be more buttoned up, more polished. Even though the Trent Williams thing is a big worry for me, I think they should be able to handle it. And I think they will win. And I think they will cover. So, our three lines. Browns minus one and a half today on the road against Atlanta. Jags catching six and a half in Philadelphia. And the Niners uh, have to win by, obviously, two or more tomorrow night in uh, Levi Stadium on Monday night football.
1: I know what Chris is going to say here uh, about this, but what are your thoughts about the fact that the the Sunday night football game line uh, opened at chiefs minus two and a half and currently sits at bucks plus one.
4: So I can't get a read on that game because there's so many variables, right? Who's going to play for Tampa Bay? Um, the one thing that worries me about, so I'm going to throw this out there. DJ last week, we're talking to during the chiefs game. He was like, "Look, you're going to, we're going to lose like two of the next three or three of the next four. And you're going to tell me how the sky is falling. I'm like, no, I'm probably not. The difference between this team's and last year's team is the the team actually looked terrible till November this year's team. I'm not too worried about it. I still have worries about certain things, but the one thing that is glaring right now that, uh, that has been oddly, off compared to what? I, how good I thought it would be is the offensive line. So, will the offensive line struggle tonight? It could. Um, there's just so many variables in that game. Like I said, who's playing for Tampa? How how is Kansas City going to scheme and block? You also expect Kansas City to bounce back, but at the end of the day, there it'd be different. Like you'd be hammering them if they were bouncing like playing an average team tonight. They're playing a team that could very well represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. And the, granted, I didn't think that a month ago, but they're they're playing really well. And that deep, eventually, for Tampa, the offense is going to catch up to the defense. Eventually, there's just so many variables. That's why I think it's a massive stay away. You know, even though it's in that sense of it's in that betting sense of nearly a pick 'em where just pick who you think's going to win. I have no idea who's going to win that game. That's fair. That's fair.
1: All right. Well, we're going to run to commercial. When we get back, we'll talk a little prop bet. Um, you know, make, make you waste your entire DraftKings uh, budget this entire week uh, with a quick 45 minute segment. So, uh, like I said, we'll go to commercial. We'll be back, talk a little prop bets. Uh, hopefully, help you fatten your wallet. I know that uh, I've got some money on my props. So, Inter- entertainment purposes only, obviously obviously
4: this episode is brought to you by Clint's draft house pizza and grill in Moline and Davenport chase away your Sunday scaries at Clint's draft house pizza and grill this season located in the Belgium neighborhood of 7th street and Moline Clint's draft house pizza and grill is home to some of the quad city's best food and drink specials on Sunday there's no better place to be Clint's is serving up 75-cent wings and $4 Bloody Marys all day. And is your favorite team playing in those out-of-market games? Well, you'll never miss a second of the action on one of their 10 screens with NFL Sunday ticket. And after you've had your wing and bloody fix, finish off your football-watching experience with one of their famous Quad City-style pop pizzas. And folks, they know pizza. They've been spinning QC style pies for the last twenty-two years, so make Clint's part of your Sunday football routine. Clint's Draft House, Pizza and Grill, Seventh Street, in Moline. And also, Clint's is now serving up their famous pizza and fried chicken on the Iowa side of the river as well. Clint's Pizza House and Chicken opens up daily at four p.m., so everyone in the Quad Cities can enjoy their QC style pizza and Henny Penny fried chicken. That's Clint Pizza House and Chicken. 7th Street Moline, and 1601 West 3rd Street in Davenport.
1: Great job. So Chris, I do do my best. I want to pick on today. Um, What's your favorite prop bet this week?
0: Justin Fields, 150. You got to go over. The frustration from him in having a terrible game last week, I feel like You have to let him, like, unleash him a little bit. You've got to give him a reason to buy in and believe. And I think they have a chance to do that against a team that's not very good. Khalil, I saw something funny last night on Twitter. It was uh, that Rick and Morty meme of them both, like, getting into the spaceship together and losing their minds. And it said Khalil Herbert and Saquon Barkley after the Bears-Giants game because they're both going to rush for like 400 <laughs> million times. Today.
4: It so, was like uh it was like Herbert and Barkley after each getting 50 yeah. carries and they're sitting in the spaceship and they're like and then they just start screaming, "Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love It's that. a good one.
0: So, yeah, I you got to give people a reason to think you're not going to run it 50 times in a game. And it, this is the opportunity for that. Who gets those pass-catching attempts is anybody's guess because Mooney has been a disappointment to everyone. Cole Komet's exactly who you thought he would be, so who's going to take over at
4: anyone's guess? The, the Bears drafted Cole Komet over Antoine Winfield. just just That's my weekly reminder. Oh, I, was, <laughs> I mentioned uh, it at least twice very, a week. I was very
0: upset, yes.
1: Chris, um, just remember, the Bears are who you thought they were,
0: and you let them off the hook. Same record as the Chiefs, DJ.
4: Let's go. Let's go. Chiefs, Chiefs, Chiefs. So I just want to comment on that. I do think whatever the over is for the rushing is uh, for either team. Saquon Barkley could have a field day today. The Bears defense is just so slow and they're not great against the run. They're, I love this. Look, so the one thing I, I eyebrow raised about when you were talking about the coaching for the Bears was I think they're actually really well coached, uh-huh. and that hasn't been an issue with me. And you mentioned the receiving thing. Look, the issue in their passing game hasn't been a weapons thing. Hasn't really been a schematics thing. When you just watch the tape, it's been Fields. He's been so hesitant to pull the trigger. Hopefully today they can get some stuff where – They run the ball well, and then you can scheme up easy throws with play action, and you can hit some intermediate crossing routes to St. Brown or Mooney or whoever. Hopefully that's the case, but the one thing about the Fields thing is with Wink Wink Martindale as the D.C. on the other side, he's a nightmare for young QBs. He is absolutely going to dial stuff up, so Field 2 has been already hesitant to pull the trigger. There's going to be a moment on a third and five when – they bring eight and they're only blocking six and he doesn't find his hot route and he's going to get smoked. And then f- who knows how that's going to affect them. So we'll see. Uh, it's going to be interesting, but if it's only at 150
2: might be worth taking. And I just saw a tweet a little bit ago too, that it's actually down to like 146 and a half, whatever the lowest over under for a quarterback passing yard in history.
4: I was going to ask, is that the lowest I've never been like be. he- heavy on prop, following so I was going to ask is that the lowest you guys can remember ever yeah I think the
2: tweet was from DraftKings that I saw and they said literally the lowest
4: (laughs) What? what what did I say a couple weeks ago DJ the Bears are like watching a high school team no team in the NFL is plays or is the same type of viewing experience as watching the Chicago Bears no one
0: so let's get to a real team then and find yeah. some real money for people.
1: So one of the props that that I really liked uh, this week was going to be Austin Eckler over 54 and a half rushing yards. Um, obviously we saw uh, Khalil Herbert absolutely just torched them last week. Um, Eckler obviously more talented than, well, I, I mean, I feel like that's obvious that he's more talented than Khalil Herbert. So I think that's a home run bet and one that I have some uh, American dollars on. Chris, like James. Today would be the day you would bet international dollars, but you only on the Minnesota New Orleans games. <laughs>
2: yeah. I like James Robinson over 49 and a half rushing yards. If it's going to be a sloppy mess and they're not throwing it much, give me James Robinson on the ground. I also like... Mark Andrews, anytime touchdown at plus 150. I like a Mark Andrews touchdown at that, that strong of odds any day of the week, even if it is against the Bills.
1: Uh, a same-game parlay that I was interested in today, and I know this is going to get a laugh out of Joe. Um, I went Amari Cooper over 56.5 receiving yards, but I same-game parlayed it with – Kyle Pitts over 56 and a half receiving
4: yards and Kyle Pitts to score. So I'm actually not, I can't, I'm not retiring the Kyle Pitts touchdown on American soil joke because he has been good, like just in general, but it was nice to see like last week. It was like, they actually realized he was on the team and he was everywhere. I was like, yes, yes. This is what I expected when I saw him in college. I was like, oh, my God, they realize he's on their team. It was so great. It was awesome. I loved it. I was like, they're throwing the ball to that guy. Finally.
0: (laughs) I think Josh Palmer is a good play, too. He's at uh, four and a half. Um, I think the over is pretty good on that because when Keenan Allen is out, uh, he gets around eight targets on average from what it looks like here in the past. So I think that might be a good value play, even though I don't think he's very talented.
1: So I have in my DraftKings account, I have 86 cents to the next dollar. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to waste this 86 cents. Okay. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to go Justin Fields, Over 149 and a half passing yards. I'm gonna go Darnell Mooney over 39 and a half passing yards or receiving yards, not passing yards. And I'm gonna go Cole Komet over one catch.
2: What is that like? Plus 7,000, seven,
3: plus (laughs) 7 billion. Actually,
1: only plus
3: 240. Well, Uh, I'd say, why not? There, yeah. I throw I was- in Velus Jones, whatever the over is. He's the man today. I'm
4: in. Velas Jones. Hey, they drafted Velas Jones over insert better possible guy they could have drafted here. Who knows, though? Maybe maybe the first play of the game, they'll run like a flea flicker, and they'll just throw a bomb to Velas Jones, uh, and they'll score, and then I get to retire on my Velas Jones takes. I'll be like, all right, I see it. I see the vision.
1: Joe, you've been giving bad takes as long as I've known you. You're never going to retire those.
4: No, I. But I. But I'm. Uh, I can understand if I. Like I thought I was uh op- opposite side of the of Jalen Hurts forever, and now I'm coming around. I can see it. I can understand. I. I'm willing to change my tune. I just need to see facts. You know. I need to see proof. Proof is in the pudding, Deej.
1: I think another prop bet that I was really interested in and, and looking through things um, is Josh Jacobs over 63.5 rushing yards against Denver.
3: I think he'll get enough enough attempts, surely, to get 53 yards, yeah. 54 yards.
1: I was really, really shocked, uh, especially um, with him banged up. Uh, last week, not to see Zamir White touch the ball at all. Like, I, I thought with him banged up, uh, we'd at least see a little bit of work for Zamir Jones, but it was just Jacobson and Miradula, so.
0: Where are you at on Tom Brady this week, DJ? Because I think it's set at one and a half touchdowns. Uh Tom Brady in high profile games against guys who are supposedly coming for his best of all time title is going to Tom Brady and go crazy. But that team doesn't look right on offense. Kind of like Joe highlighted earlier. Where are you feeling on like a Tom Brady, like touchdown line?
1: I'm feeling that I'm staying away from that because I don't want to be right or wrong. Um, <laughs> And so, but I I I would go the over. They're gonna be they're gonna have their complement of wide receivers back likely. Um. So, um. This could. uh,
4: There's a chance Godwin can or Goodwin whatever plays tonight, right? Godwin, Godwin, yeah. Sorry, my brain glitched for a second. Here's a chance he's playing tonight, right?
3: Yep. Yeah, and and Julio looks like he's probably playing too. So like, like I was alluded to, they've got the complement of receivers back so i i i'd go the over on brady on that one and a half
1: yeah that's that's definitely uh an interesting uh interesting uh bet there
4: but yeah over is even if you even if you lose it it's, at least you can say yeah well i went with the goat at, to pass for two touchdowns at least at least that's what you can lay your head on on the, your pillow at night like yeah could have been worse. Could have bet, like – made sense, yeah. You could have bet some, like, Daniel Jones line or something. But, no, you bet it on the GOAT. So, at least you can know it wasn't the worst idea.
3: No. Yeah, you couldn't sleep on Daniel Jones, that's for sure.
1: <laughs> so, Brian, do you I, – I, I meant to ask you this, especially with my team playing a primetime game. Uh, do you ever do the captain modes in DraftKings?
3: Yeah, I mean, I I do that every every once in a while. Um, I I don't play the single games that often. I prefer I prefer a fuller slate, but I d- I do play it. i in all fairness, I've not looked at looked at tonight's in terms of who the best captain would be, but right,
1: yeah, I'm always kind of curious about those. They're kind of fun to play. Uh, when when my team's in the game, I think captain wise, the guy I'd be most interested in is is Kelsey.
3: I find the single games pretty hard because it's hard to. It's really hard to – I mean, even in like the full sl- fuller slate, you have to find some bargains. But mm. I feel with spin a, a six-man lineup, it's really hard to, to get a decent lineup a lot of times. So I try to stay away, but sometimes you just have to do it.
1: Agreed. Agreed. I know that uh, head-to-head is the way uh, to go on those because getting in the tournaments, you're kind of just in the
0: leads. Well, DJ, you were talking about Craig Reynolds earlier. He's got uh, two and a half receptions, so you could go with an over on that. And I'm sure if it's two and a half receptions, his yards probably aren't very high too. If he's going to be like the passing down back, like you were talking about earlier, that might be a good play there.
1: Yeah, I think that's one of those games where I'm interested in kind of maybe doing a a same game parlay um, and maybe grabbing like, the catches for for Reynolds, the catches for Hawkinson, and maybe um, bringing it back with something with, like, uh, Kenneth Walker DK. The the nice thing about when you do same same game – hard words. Same game parlays um, on DraftKings is uh, you get alternate lines as well. So you can kind of spend down on some of the the bigger uh, yard marks. So you could even get, like, a DK – 49 and a half, or something. You wouldn't get great odds, but.
3: What's Josh Reynolds sitting at?
1: In DraftKings or in prop bets?
3: Prop bet for like yardage.
1: You have that up, Chris?
0: Let me look again. um I only saw receptions
3: at two and a half, but I didn't see yardage anywhere in there. Oh, that's okay. I, I would certainly go with a three there. I mean, somebody's got to catch the ball, don't they? Yeah,
1: 54 and absolutely. a half for Josh yeah, Reynolds. 54, 54 and, and a half for
3: Reynolds. Half. Yep. I would be I think, okay with, with going over on both.
1: I think Khalif Raymond's an interesting look there as well. It's fast. Yeah. There, he had some, huh? He's fast.
4: Yeah, and he had some big games with golf uh, last year, too. So is uh, someone out? I'm, I was paying attention to the way. No Omna
1: Ra, no DJ Chark. Oh.
2: Yeah.
4: What happened?
1: Amnaraz has been
3: mummified.
2: Oh, he got a little dinged up last week during the game, too.
3: And, of course, no Swift, too. So. No Swift, yeah. Well,
4: they uh, – good thing I – my guy my guy Mac, who does the Sinister Six bets with me uh, every week, every week he th- – he's a Lions fan, so every week he throws the Lions at me. I'm like, no, we're not taking the Lions more <laughs> – laying more than a field goal when it's like the second time they've been favored in like a decade – so we're not gonna do that, and glad we didn't because they're missing, you know, all their offensive good players. Chris yeah, is tough. also a Lions fan, closeted Lions fan.
1: You know, you know, Joe, how you're like Bears fan, Dolphins fans. So you even it out with one terrible team, one good team. Chris just wants to just be very sad. He wants to be a Iowa fan on Saturdays and then on Sundays cheer for the Bears and, and Lions hey at least at least Jared Goff's kind of a real quarterback.
3: I don't buy that one. I guess the good thing about cheering for bad teams is your expectations are always low, so you're never disappointed so <laughs>
0: yeah it's but just fo-
4: waiting
3: for that moment, something bad is gonna happen.
4: yeah, but you have no idea how fun it is when you're invested into football and your team is actually watchable or good.
1: He's a Steelers fan. he knows all about that.
4: that is fair. Let's yeah, that, that. that's probably an entirely different thing because that team is just such a dramatic soap opera. At least a couple of years ago. That, Let's I mean, just I say y'all imagine. know from
3: Nashville, Tennessee. So you know where my college is. So. <laughs> and then. And then we, Hooker, uh, baby. We're not. We've not been good in football for a decade, and before that, it was forty years. So.
1: All right, so we're going to take our take ourselves to commercial here. I do want to give a quick shout out uh Joe, thanks for coming on. You don't have to leave. This isn't get out of here.
4: You're not, not kicking not me out. The
1: door. Thank you for not having a shirtless man behind you this week.
4: <laughs> um but it was like for a second. No one probably caught it other than me and you.
1: I do want to uh hype up Educated Ignorance podcast 3 times a week. Uh, they do have a very good segment to open the show from this past uh, dropped on Friday um, on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Uh, uh, Joe had his buddy Nick on uh, who is an athletic trainer down in Mississippi. Uh, very good segment on the Tua situation. Um, we agreed as a, as a, as a, crew here, not to really touch on it, but we wanted to make sure uh, we, we promo uh, Joe um, and, and how great him and Nick did
4: uh, on that that episode. Thank you. Yeah, it was one of my favorite ones we've done cuz I knew I knew I had to have him on to try to, br- to break it down and I think we did about as good of a job as we could. And for those that are really interested on like who's to blame, how does that happen, what happens next? I think that's a pretty good, you know, the first 20 minutes or so we talk about that, then after we talk a little bit about like what's next for Miami. Um but yeah, that's a, if you're really interested on how everything in that situation could happen, how that could be missed, then I think that's something you should definitely, uh, definitely seek out.
1: Wow! So, Shefty Bomb. By the way, before we go to commercial, uh, tweet from J.J. Watt. I was just told someone leaked some personal information about me, and it's going to be reported on today. I went into AFIB on Wednesday, had my heart shocked back into rhythm on Thursday, and I'm playing today. That's it. Oh boy. Jesus. Oh, there's that. That's wild. We're we're gonna uh, put that work we're gonna go to commercial.
4: For Fantasy Sake has teamed up with Route 96 Boutique to raise a little more cash for toys for tots this season. From September eleventh until the end of November, ten percent off of all purchases made with Route ninety six on Sundays will be donated to us for our Toys for Tots drive. At Route 96, they believe in girl power. They want a place that people of all shapes and sizes can shop and feel empowered and beautiful. They want you to be the best you possible, and they are committed to bringing you different styles while also providing some basics to express the true you. You can find them on Facebook and at route 96 Boutique. Again, that's Route96Boutique.com
1: I also want to mention uh, they commented on our post uh, from Route 96. Um, They also have a a special sale going uh, 20% off on the stuff that they're getting ready. The summer clothes are getting ready to take off the website. So um, Tell tell your ladies. If there's any ladies listening, shop Route 96. Uh, But for those who aren't, I mean, I guess if you want to buy clothes from them, you don't have to be a lady. So, I mean, it is made for people of all different shapes and sizes. So um, check their stuff out. I do want to thank them for for teaming up with us to raise money for Toys for Tots. So uh, that, that's awesome. But uh, let's get into listener questions. I know we've still got some time left on this Vikings game. Um, we're going to try and keep an eye on it. Uh And uh update at the bottom as we go. Joe's saying stuff to somebody in the background. Fantastic. Fantastic. Did you hear me? Fantastic TV here,
4: Joe. Did you hear me? No. (laughs) Now we can't. Okay. Okay. I I, I turned myself down. I was like, wait a minute. So this
1: comes from EK, uh, who is the the, one of our sponsors (laughs) here. Uh in the tight end premium league, do we want Cordero Patterson or Kyle Pitts in the Flex?
3: I'm going to go with the tight end premium with Kyle Pitts.
1: Yeah, I agree. I'm high on Pitts this week. so
4: He's got to score in America at least once, right? Hey, there we go. Hey, Joe got it in. Yeah, I'm good with Pitts.
2: Yeah. Plus, Patterson's a little dinged up. He is active today, but you never know how how close to 100% guys like that will be. Okay.
1: Mr. Ryan H on YouTube, which two wide receivers: Christian Kirk, Hollywood Brown, Brandon Ayuk, Curtis Samuel, or Josh
4: Palmer? Kirk, Kirk should always be a start. He should. He just should. In unless a good it's off- a,
2: unless it's a Week One Chicago like deluge in Philly, then that is true. Be, that, that, that's the only thing that would take him out for me.
4: That is fair.
2: But I don't Hello? know how, how much rain it's supposed to be. Wow, it, it looked bad on the field. And it
4: also
1: like I'm looking at the weather app for Philadelphia., uh, you know how most people have places places they visit on their weather app and stuff like that. I just have all the NFL cities. Um, so it's supposed to rain for the majority of the game. So um I'm staying away from that game passing wise, and I'll go Hollywood and Brandon Iuk.
3: I'm fine with that. The only, the, the number one choice for me would definitely be Hollywood. And then after that, it's a, you know, a little bit of a crapshoot, but I'm okay with, I'm okay with going. IU.
1: Let's also note Ryan's our first ever watcher on YouTube. <laughs>
4: for <laughs> for those up. that, I was going to say, for those that care, Will Lutz just drilled a 60 yarder to tie the game with a minute 50 left. Thanks, nice. Wow. Yeah. Get
0: that, get that updated on the banner. I've what got, have, uh, I'll go with Brown and uh, Curtis Samuel. I think that's a good matchup there.
1: All righty. The next one we have from Cousin Bo. He, he's nobody's actual cousin on the show, but uh, TD Heavy League, pick one. Dobbins, ETN, Brees, Hall. That's tough. For me, I'm, going, I'm going
2: Hall. Yeah.
4: Against Pittsburgh, though?
1: The 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 other two guys are the second best running back on their team.
3: Yeah, that's the that's the main thing for me. <laughs> the, only, like, the only ones I heard were Dobbins and Breeze Hall. Was there another one in there? Etn. I'm just gonna go Dobbins for the hell of it.
4: Excuse my yeah. French. I I do believe that the the goal here for the Ravens hopefully is that um, with Dobbins coming back. They start to actually, you know, more and more run the ball, and it takes the pressure off Lamar to be, you know, the Messiah of the Ravens offense. Actually, I guess in a perfect world, Greg Roman would get, like, kidnapped, so they would have to hire a different offensive coordinator, but what do I know? And uh, But, yeah, I I would lean – I would like to say Dobbins, but those are all three tough ones because that Bills defense ain't no joke. I have no read on that Ravens-Bills game today either, by the way.
1: Cousin Bo again. PPR pick two. Harris, Hunt, McKissick, Miles Sanders. I'm Is saying
4: not oh Damien Harris.
1: I'll say uh, Harris Sanders.
4: I'm leaning Harris Sanders as well. Is Gibson out? No. No. Okay, then yeah, not McKissick.
3: I'm I'm going Sanders Hunt, just to, not to interrupt, but I'm with Brian on that.
0: Ah, there it is, Chris. I was waiting for see? it. See, yeah. I had to piggyback, but I was—I uh, was thinking the exact same thing. Hunt has more potential upside and explosiveness.
4: Yeah, real quick too. I think the 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 Pats are gonna more and more Stevenson. Uh, yeah, Ramondre Stevenson, like he's gonna be the featured back in that offense more and more. Whoa-hoo! yeah, J- J- Jet has just torched Marshawn. Vikings are set up. It, I I saw the first thing I saw when I turned this game on on my phone was just up. Uh, Joe, we're a, not
1: licensed to talk about this. Don't I'm get just, canceled.
4: I'm just mentioning the first thing I saw was a, a, a laugh reel of like the Vikings having 30 drops. So I can understand why this game is close.
1: Brother-in-law Charles. He actually is my brother-in-law. So uh, ETN or Damon Pierce.
3: I'm going to go with Pierce. It's his show now. <laughs> yeah. I like Pierce there.
4: Yeah, Pierce Pierce, did last week. Pierce is almost going to be. He'll probably. Wouldn't you guys say eventually he's going to be like must starts, depending on who you got? The more and more the season goes on.
1: Yeah. All right. Let's run through Jordans quickly. He's probably having heart palpitations with the Vikings here anyway. But uh, Schultz or Higby?
3: I'm going to go Higby.
1: Answer this question: Who you think's better rest of season? Because this is the guy I lose for Pitts, uh, so I'll say Schultz.
4: That's a good question. Better for the rest of the season, maybe. I like I like both. Maybe Higby, just because the the options in L.A. are less than Dallas, I guess. I don't know. Although it seems like the production for Dallas or for Schultz is more with Dak than Cooper rush. So maybe Higby now Schultz when Dak comes back.
3: Yeah. I misunderstood the question. I thought it was today only long term. I've got to go with Schultz, but today I would go, I would go with Higby.
1: Are you starting Jamal Williams over Derek Henry, Aaron Jones, Debo, Deontay or Michael Pittman? I say no.
4: Deontay like the Steelers receiver. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a 50-50. He'd be, yeah, he'd be the one that I would consider the most. Jamal Williams already is a touchdown hawk. He could have a Jamal Williams could have a day today because yeah. if all their receivers, like their top receivers, are out, no Swift, they're gonna hammer that. They're gonna just pound the rock against that bad Seattle defense. Yeah, get Deontay out of there. Yeah, I'm, I'm Jam- starting. Yeah, I'm starting Williams. Jamal Williams could have a day today for Detroit. Williams. I'm, I'm not taking
3: good. Deontay out no matter what. So <laughs> <laughs>
2: I don't think you take Jones or um, Henry out by, by any Agreed. means. But
3: you, I'd st- I'd try to find a way to get him in.
2: Yeah, Acres
3: or Dobbins. I'm gonna go Dobbins. I just feel like last week he got worked into the game a little bit, and this week he's going to have a bigger role. So I'll go Acres.
4: Avoid starting Rams running backs until proven otherwise this year. That's, oh, that's, until that's good the Rams advice.
0: draft a good – until the Rams draft a
3: running back. Um, yeah, I'll go down.
1: Damon Pierce or Miles Sanders?
3: Miles Sanders with the weather. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, I like that.
1: Patterson or Pollard?
3: Pollard because I think Patterson had a big game last week in regards to usage, and he's a little dinged up. So I see a little bit of a cutback.
4: The Chris agrees with Brian. The question for me about Pollard is always the usage. But if you guys are like you guys are talking about Patterson being dinged up, maybe it's worth taking Pollard.
1: I'll take I'll take Patterson.
2: I have Patterson, so uh, I'm starting him, and I'm I'm hoping it's a good decision. So I want I'm going to will that into existence. <laughs> there you go,
1: had a boy. Dylan Bateman or Robinson, Allen Robinson,
4: Dylan. Got to right? go, Dylan. They're playing. I'll play New England.
1: Dylan. I'll
3: we'll go Yeah,
1: d- Daryl Henderson. Start two. Daryl Henderson, Chris Godwin, Robert Woods, or Greg Dorch? Good Lord. God. Um, Your options aren't great. I'm going to say Godwin Dorch.
3: Anybody but Daryl Henderson right now.
4: <laughs> yeah, especially against the Niners tomorrow. Not going to be fun.
3: I'll go Robert Woods.
1: Deontay, Godwin, or Mike Williams?
3: Mike Williams is with Allen out. Agreed. Jeff Wilson or
1: Miles Sanders?
3: Tough, but I'm going to still go Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders.
1: Just made it to go up 28, 25, 24 seconds to go.
4: There's no – I don't think there's any valid proof that we should willingly start Jeff Wilson if we have him, especially over Sanders, right? I agree. Agreed, yeah. And the last one for him, Godwin or Bateman?
3: Bateman, just because you don't know for sure yeah. that Godwin's going to start and it's a Sunday night game. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. All right. Rapid
1: fire time. Answer as quick as possible. One word answers. Got less than 30 seconds left to go. More rushing yards, Lamar or Josh Allen? Lamar. Lamar.
4: Lamar. Josh.
1: Find a way to answer this in one it, one word. Sutton,
4: as Oops. DJ gets sniped. DJ, have one word in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> run it back, DJ.
1: Sutton, Judy, or Waller Adams.
4: Wadams.
0: Yeah, if you're getting two guys, I'll take that. Wadams. Lost.
1: More fantasy points. King Henry or Jonathan Taylor?
4: Taylor. 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 Good, what
1: good. game are you watching?
4: Jags Eagles. Bills All Ravens.
1: Bills Ravens for me as well. Uh, QB one this week. Herbert Allen Allen Allen.
4: Yeah, Allen.
1: Yeah. RB one.
2: Saquon. Jonathan Taylor. Taylor. James Robinson. Let's let's be bold.
4: Saquon. Could say Khalil Herbert to be bold. Those wide, receiver, are...
1: wide receiver one. Diggs.
4: Diggs. Jinx. <laughs> Diggs. Is it Diggs still proven otherwise?
1: Oh, Olave with a big catch for the Saints. Oh, wait. Tight end one this week. Kelsey. Andrews.
4: Probably Andrews. Andrews.
1: And... Are you pumpkin spice guy?
4: No. Heck no.
0: Pumpkin pie. Texas, because I'll take a big El Paso on that.
4: Oh, that's good. Ah, hey.
1: That was good. That's your that's your nickname for the rest of the year. Texas.
4: Such a dad, Chris. You're such a
1: dad. I love pumpkin spice lattes, so I'm in.
0: I love pumpkin spice. My (laughs) name's DJ, and I like those things. Uh No all right he he liked nope. it too much that he can't he can't dunk on it
4: sounds <laughs> good it would have been better if it was can't... like ah, my name is dj and i cheer for the chiefs or something like that
1: <laughs> ah. don't forget shop tell you t- 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 tell the ladies in your life shop route 96 today what t- joe, t- 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 joe t- 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 we're gonna have to have you on next week to teach the rest of us how to use tinder
4: um oh yeah let's go <laughs> that'll be great i'm in i'll wake up early of,
1: the end of this viking saints game is phenomenal way better than the rest of the game uh enjoy your games this week make sure to uh take alvin Kamara out of your lineup chris um chris you've always got some stuff to say to close us out so go ahead
0: Thanks to everybody who watched this week. Um, Just thank you so much for the support that we feel, not only for our show, but all the other shows that we do. Those guys um, do a phenomenal job, and they put in so much work uh, for something where we don't know what the response is going to be like week to week. So just thank you to everybody who takes the time to watch our show or tell somebody about our show. And thank you to our sponsors, as always.
1: Yeah. As always, like Joe says on his clothes, make sure you like, share, you know, telling, telling one person tells two people, you know, if one everybody tells one person, um, this show's fun to do. We want to keep bringing it to you guys. So, um, you know, keep, t- keep telling everybody. We'll be uh, sure to keep producing. Um, we love having, you know, Nick and Brian aboard, even though they're, they don't have to deal with us. Uh, so, hey, Chris, Doug wants to let you know that he left Michael Thomas in a, in a, in a lineup. So. Whew. Thanks, but Doug. Don't feel don't feel bad, the retired guy.
4: I think he was out yesterday already. I don't feel bad. Yeah, Doug, Doug, you get no excuse. <laughs> I'm guessing Kamara was like a super late scratch. Yeah, like five minutes. minutes off. Yeah. Oh, great. Well, oh well, sucks for me. Oh, well. Doug is definitely <laughs> retired. So
1: <laughs> Doug is definitely, He's also undefeated in the Scott Fish Bowl,
3: So that's a lot of kudos. I certainly am not.
1: Yeah, I think there's actually three of us with. Uh, for for frequency sake uh that that are six and
3: zero. Oh, so uh that's awesome i was good last year this year not so much
1: all right well good luck everybody in your matchups i know i stole brian's uh slogan there uh we do appreciate like chris said joining us uh share our posts shop route 96 uh we'll see you next week
0: oh he banged it off the crossbar my heart just broke